this is Lori Power, Director of Evangelization and Discipleship at Christ the Redeemer Parish, and welcome to Talking Saints. I'm here today with my co-host, Peter Sanchez, reporter for the Catholic Star Herald. How are you doing today, Pete? I'm doing wonderful, Lori. Lori, it's always a joyful day to be here with you to um, talk saints. Yes, and we have two saints today. That's exciting. But before we get to them, we are still in the year of St. Joseph. Still celebrating, right, Pete? Yes, we are. And if if anybody doesn't know, Pope Francis did announce uh, last year that this year, um, up until the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, will be the year of St. Joseph dedicated to the husband of Mary and the adoptive father of Jesus. And this is what Pope Francis mentioned about Joseph. He said, each of us can discover in Joseph, the man who goes unnoticed, a daily discreet and hidden presence, an intercessor, a support and a guide in times of trouble. St. Joseph reminds us that those who appear hidden or in the shadows can play an incomparable role in the history of salvation. A word of recognition and of gratitude is due to them all. So thinking about St. Joseph, but also thinking about those men and women who are kind of in the shadows Mm -hmm. to do the work and aren't, uh, you know, they're kind of silent because we know um, if we read the Bible that St. Joseph doesn't say one word. That's um, true. Nothing I, is recorded. I love <laughs> from I him. love the uh, the famous meme that has uh, St. Joseph's best words in the Bible, and it's just dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's right. Silent. His actions uh, spoke louder than his words. Yes. And, and Lord, you're actually holding a copy of a great book that uh, people can use if they want to delve deeper into the life and to understand uh, Jesus' uh, foster father. What, what right. is that book? This is, I think we talked about it before. It's called Consecration to St. Joseph, The Wonders of Our Spiritual Father by Father Don Calloway. And I'm using it right now in my parish, and I think you're reading it as well right now, right? Yes, Pete? we just were talking about the section on the how Jesus, Joseph is the bringer of light. Yes. St. Joseph. So we're um, actually preparing to make a consecration, which is coming soon on St. Joseph's Feast Day, which is March 19th. And the book just takes you through each of the titles of St. Joseph in his litany. And Father Calloway just breaks down, you know, really lo- goes a little bit deeper into each of those titles and um, is really inspiring me to go to Joseph more often because he's the patron of everything. <laughs> he's the universal patron. So in any in any need, we can go to St. Joseph as our spiritual father, and he will take care of us. Yeah, he will. And I think, Lori, you're going to lead the, uh, the litany. litany. Yes. So Pope Francis also asked that we pray the litany of St. Joseph specifically for persecuted Christians. And that's uh, very very connected to the two saints we're going to talk about today since they were certainly persecuted and ultimately martyred. So um, we will pray the litany for uh, Christians who are persecuted. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven. Have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world. Have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God. Have mercy on us. Holy Mary. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Noble offspring of David. Pray for us. Light of patriarchs. Pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God. Pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin. Pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God. Pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ. Pray for us. Head of the Holy Family. Pray for us. Joseph most just. Pray for us. Joseph most chaste. Pray for us. Joseph most prudent. 
Pray for us. Joseph most courageous. Pray for us. Joseph most obedient. Pray for us. Joseph most faithful. Pray for us. Mirror of patience. Pray for us. Lover of poverty. Pray for us. Model of workmen. Pray for us. Glory of domestic life. Pray for us. Guardian of virgins. Pray for us. Pillar of families. Pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted. Pray for us. Hope of the sick. Pray for us. Patron of the dying. Pray for us. Terror of demons. Pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church. Pray for us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household. And Prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, God, who in your loving providence chose chose blessed Blessed Joseph Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right, so let's jump right in with our two martyrs today, St. Perpetua and Felicity. And they are very early martyrs. They died in 203 AD, so um, not too long after Christ walked the earth, and definitely they were uh, part of the early church. And it's amazing because we actually have a primary account written in the hand of Perpetua herself of the time leading up to her martyrdom. And then we have eyewitnesses that wrote about her death. So it's incredible that we still have this today that we can read and access and see what she actually was writing and thinking at the time. Yeah. It's a nice um, example of, uh, I shouldn't say it's a nice example, but <laughs> the um, it's, it's interesting to me. Uh, I didn't know too much about perpetual felicity coming into this. I knew that we prayed them with the lineage of the saints mm-hmm. and they are included in their liturgy for yes. a reason that we'll talk about. But just the how early Christianity was perpetuated 200 years after the death of Jesus. And this was in Carthage in North Africa. And who knows, Lori, you and I were talking, somebody like St. Augustine might have been inspired by the lives of these individuals. And in turn, look, Augustine, you know, became bishop, became, he converted. And, um, Became a great saint. Yeah. So yeah. these these are two of the most influential individuals in the early church. I'm going to say in the early Christianity after... After the apostles. Exactly. And, like uh, after that age, right. that epic, mm. if you were. So, um, Lori, who, who was Perpetua? So Perpetua was a very well-educated noblewoman. And her mother was a Christian, and she too decided to follow that path and become a Christian, even though it could mean her death, um, because she knew already the Emperor Severus had already been persecuting Christians. So she knew the risk. Um, she also had a brother who saw her uh, studying, yeah, became, becoming a catechumen, that is someone who's preparing for baptism. And he also followed her example and wanted to enter the church and become a Christian. So her father, however, was a pagan and he was frantic. <laughs> That's the word that I, I saw come up frequently uh, when they were describing her situation that she, he tried over and over to talk her out of her decision of becoming a Christian and really just to 
over and over he was brought in to try to convince her to just um they just had to worship the gods like burn incense to the gods of the time if she would just do that she could save her life um they also so she had a child an infant an infant son um who was still nursing so probably not too long before this time when she was a at the time she was arrested, she had given birth and they would even bring the child and say, please, for the sake of your child, uh, abandon this and abandon Christ. And she refused to do that. It was pretty incredible. Was the, was the child, uh, adopted later on, I think by a Christian family. I think that was actually Felicity's child, Felicity's but we'll child. talk about, yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there was an interesting story of Perpetua having a conversation with her father. And when he was trying to convince her, he, she, she pointed to a water jug that was nearby and asked her father, see that, you know, water pot lying there? Can you call it by any other name than what it is? And her father answered, of course not. And Perpetua responded, well, neither can I call myself by any other name than what I am, a Christian. So she was basically telling him, it's impossible for me to abandon my faith because this is who I am. Just as you couldn't change a, a water jug into something else or call it by a different name, it's what she was. So, yeah. Just like the water pot is meant to carry water, she was meant to carry the word of God. Mm. And uh, that, that, I guess for me in my head, that image of her as a vessel for Jesus is yes. what kind of... Um, for me, at least, I have to remember to live my life like that. Uh, but with with um, so, so this answer, yeah, he the father attacked her, and then she, um, but then she was separated from her father, which was a result of her imprisonment, mm. I believe, right? Yeah. And, uh, so she, she was actually arrested with I think four other Christians, and that's where Felicity comes into the picture. Felicity was a slave, and we believe it was one of her slaves and um, was actually eight months pregnant at the time that they were arrested. And apparently they were all tried and sentenced to be thrown to the beasts uh, in the amphitheater during a national holiday. So their death was scheduled during sporting events and games so that the pagans could be there to to watch them, you know, be eaten by the beast, which is, I mean, it's incredible to even think about that today, that people would show up to not only watch the games, but also see Christians martyred. Yeah. Um, And and we talked a bit about, this is one of the reasons, can I mention who Perpetual is the, uh, who they are uh, the patrons of? Sure. Well, we should probably talk about their death, and that'll explain. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the rabbit heifer. Oh, you no. talked about well because you mentioned. <laughs> are, are we? Are we? Should we keep? I don't well, want to jump the gun here. So Perpetua actually okay. had a. Um, she had visions and she had dreams. Okay. So her brother knew this and said to her after they were arrested, and said to her, "Please pray and ask the Lord to show you what's going to happen to us." Because initially, I don't think they knew. So eventually, they were tried and sentenced. But after their arrest, they weren't really sure what was going to happen to them how it was going to go. So she prayed and she was actually given a a dream of a golden ladder that was reaching up to heaven. And on either side, there were swords and lances and hooks and daggers. Um, And at the bottom of the ladder, there was a large dragon. And she even says in her testimony in the diary that she kept that she uh, went right up to the ladder and stepped on the head of the dragon, used that as her first step, and then carefully climbed the ladder and eventually reached a vast garden. And in the center of the garden was a, a 
tall man dressed like a shepherd who was milking sheep. And he offered her the milk of the sheep. And when she woke from the dream, she had a sweet taste in her mouth and understood that she was go- that all of them were going to have to suffer. Mm. But she was um, given the strength and the courage because she knew what awaited her. That when she when she makes it up that ladder with all the swords and lances and hooks and and um, all that suffering, that she would reach the good shepherd and she would be in heaven. So, I think. I think that was a, uh, I think uh, Felicity even had a moment like that too when she was giving birth to a baby girl. That's she right. She was crying yes. out in pain and somebody had asked her, you know, if, if you're having this much pain in childbirth, what about martyrdom? And Felicity replied, you know, now it is I who suffer when I'm suffering. Then there will be another enemy who will suffer for me because I will be suffering for him. Yeah. And so they both had the mind. Um, but with perpetual, I don't think that was, was that the only vision or she had? She did have another one. What was interesting about Felicity though, is um, if she had not given birth, she would not have been able to go to her martyrdom with those she was arrested with, those she considered her friends. Um, so she actually was praying and asking all of them to pray that she would give birth before the day of their death arrived because she wanted to be martyred with them. She didn't want to be left behind. Because interestingly, at the time, though they would throw Christians to the wild beasts, they would not in, uh, include a pregnant woman in that to protect the child, which is interesting that they had, that they would re- protect the life of the unborn child while still throwing, uh, you know, adult Christians to the, to the wild beasts. So they had some sort of understanding that that was innocent life, which is very interesting <laughs> it is. compared it, to where we are today. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, anyway. So yeah, she, as you said, she did, uh, eventually give birth god answered her prayers and her baby was adopted by a christian woman That's, in carthage yeah. so she knew that her child would be taken care of after that but yes yeah, so perpetua actually had another vision and this was an interesting one um what she was she entered into the arena and she wasn't met by animals she actually was transformed into a man and began to spar with an opponent so it was actually sort of fighting with an opponent who she defeated. And she realized in that that it was not going to be with the wild animals. She wasn't going to be fighting them, but it was truly the devil. And she won victory in this vision. And she knew that she would be victorious over the devil in her final days in her martyrdom. Yeah. So that it really made it clear that it's not the animals. It's the devil you're defeating by going bravely to your death. And embracing uh, embracing the belief that Jesus died you know, he mm. conquered death yes. and sin. I, I did not know those stories, Lori. That's interesting. Yeah. So you she did. was definitely, she got the, the courage um, to really go joyfully. The, the, the record of their ex- execution says yeah. the martyrs left their prison joyfully as though they were on their way to heaven. And if they, I think I remember reading if their, you know, faces were quivering, it was with happiness, not with fear <laughs> to enter the the arena so pretty incredible but let's get Mm. to the rabid cow pete (laughs) well well, we were talking about yeah rabid heifer or rabid cow um this was the animal who attacked them and i i don't know this is another interesting uh quirk if you will of the arena but because they were females the animal was female exactly yeah that's interesting yeah and uh even though then they uh, they were injured and uh, 
And it seemed like the crowd, like they wanted blood, but this was too much because they saw they were young. Perpetua was only 22. Felicity had just given birth and they're like, okay, enough. We don't want to see any more of this. Yeah, they didn't. Um, But yeah, but they they weren't let off, however. (laughs) No, yeah, they they came to a swift end. The executioner came out with the axe. And um, there's a story with uh, Perpetua where the executioner hit her throat, but actually the sword hit the bone mm. and then Perpetua kind of guided it instead to a vein. Um, and then there's, there's a, a part of, I think the passage in the book where it says a witness said, perhaps such a woman could not die unless she herself had willed it. Mm. So she accepted it. She yeah. did. And um, they were both, um, he died in about 203 AD. Um and this, I think the uh, the diary goes up to the at least Perpetua's writings, or mm-hmm. at least the day before, yes. or close to, so and close then others picked it up. Right, because there were eyewitnesses to her death. So yeah. we have what she shared, and then they pick it up to describe how she and Felicity died. So it's pretty and incredible that we have that record still today. We do, and, and like uh, like we were saying, they they were picked up by the early. Um, Early Christians, uh, and they used their narratives in the f- in the first or the liturgies. Right, they were read at the right, liturgy. They were read the liturgies, yes. but and we know that that was eventually. Um, it was decided that really it don't, should only be scripture <laughs> that we're reading in the liturgies. But we know that both of their names are included in the first Eucharistic prayer, so they are remembered anytime that Eucharistic prayer is used at Mass today. Yeah, it's and even somebody like I think Saint Augustine had to remind the people uh that you know it's a narrative but yeah like you said it's not scripture right. it's so not. the liturgy even though uh just thinking imagine if we'd had an account of the martyrdom of saint paul hmm. or saint polycarp or, or or well we do have we a do polycarp, have polycarp but uh <laughs> that's but another I mean, like good saint one paul or like uh, cecilia you know that'd be amazing but it's it's great to have this account exactly it yeah. uh yeah. And, and we can find that you can find it easily Yes, I just searched it online for, it's called, if people want to look it up, let's see, The Passion of St. Perpetua, St. Felicitas, and Their Companions. So if you search for that, it'll come up very easily. So are you tell me it. that we've been saying her name wrong this whole no, time? No, I think that's just maybe the, the Latin way to <laughs> I like Felicitas. Felicitas <laughs> is actually Felicitas. a better name than Felicity. Uh, well, Sorry, all English, you Felicity women out there. <laughs> well, English speakers would, would say Felicity. That's the name we know, right? Yes. Uh, it's a beautiful name. If, it, it's, uh, if I can talk Spanish a bit, Feliz, it's, it, the Spanish word is Feliz. F-E-L-I-Z, that means happy. Oh, and so, she certainly was happy she was. to go home to her Lord. Indeed. So I'm thinking that's, I think that is where I think there is the word felicita- felicitatious mm. or felicitations that means happiness. Yes. So, yeah, she had that joy right till the end. And yes. uh, and the two of them are both patron saints of mothers and expectant mothers. And then there were two kind of unexpected things that we were surprised to see they were patrons of. But do you want to? Share that, Pete. Well, the patrons of um, okay, so yeah, the first two are, are pretty no brainers, I guess. It makes no sense, way. yeah. But then I was looking at them like, okay, ranchers, <laughs> what, and butchers. So we think it has to do with the rabbit heifer, the cow, the crazy cat, whatever. Um, 
that's the only thing I can think of. Um, yes, and then so, the fact that they died by the sword, yes, would probably be where the butchers come yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but it just goes to show you that there's... Thank God that there was a saint for everything, everything for every yes. occupation. So if there are any people in Texas or, you know, out in the, you know, or, or ranchers in New Jersey or, you know, their farmland, I'm serious. And reading this, you know, Be now you got saints to pray to. Yes, absolutely. Wow. All right. Well, we can ask there. I actually did not find a prayer for them. So we can just close by asking for the two of them to pray for us. So. Saint, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, add, Pete? Um, just that I, I think we, I think I do this. I, I say this with all the saints, I feel like, but with these two, just to understand their, uh, it's a nice snapshot of the early church and the origins of, mm-hmm. you know, and how, how the church grew. So in that sense, I would encourage people to learn more about them. Um, and have a devotion to them but also it's courage it's courage and it's joy in the face of hardship and knowing that satan's never going to win mm. you know you had that that um the vision that yeah, dr- yeah that i was going to say dream vision um we just have to we have to remember that the battle is always won and in the arena of life that we're all in right now Whatever arena it is we're going through, if we're dealing with uh, personal issues or family issues or what have you, if stuff's going on, God is with us always in that arena fighting for us. So uh, That's true. Felicity just, pointed that out. I'm not going to suffer alone. Yeah. yeah. And just, just keep the faith. I think, at least for me, that's what I'm learning out of this. Uh, and I'm just... It's... Uh, beautiful stories and um two more saints that i'm gonna pray to now Mm, so if you want to close us out lord sure Uh, lord we thank you for the witness of saint perpetua and saint felicity give us the courage to be faithful to you and give us the grace to suffer if that is what is required and we ask saint perpetua and saint felicity pray for us 